From the heart of Austin, Texas, this is season three of Take It or Leave It with your hosts, Nathan Fernandez and Roger Craycroft. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Take It or Leave It. For Roger Craycroft, I'm Nathan Fernandez. Um, We come to you from the last week of the regular season of the NBA. Always goes by so quickly, and it's gone before you know it. Already played almost 80 games here. Um, The Spurs currently are on, on a road trip in L.A. at the time of this recording, and we'll be getting ready to play Portland on Saturday, but... You know, every week, whenever we close out, we think, oh, we'll have a better idea of where we're seated next week when we record, and then every week we don't. But next week, no. we have to know, so. Yeah, it's going to it's all, it's gonna come down to the last few games. That's, it's going to come down to that last game, I feel like, I, for may, Yeah, maybe for, even that, that very last game. Definitely for, for some teams in the West, yeah. I, I can see that Hopefully not us. Without um, a doubt. Yeah. I think we... Yeah, we, we, gotta, we gotta just win a couple, right? Yeah, we just gotta win a couple. We have... 47. Um, Right, we're playing. Number? We're playing the Lakers tonight, and then we'll go home to play Portland, Sacramento, and then close out at New Orleans. But yeah, like I mentioned, <clears throat> uh, the teams that are that are outside of the playoff looking in right now are are Denver and the Clippers. We lost to last night in a frustrating game that I regret yeah. staying up for. Well, um, it really looked like we were going to get it there at the end. Yeah, it and did. then they they just pulled the rug out on us. Right. And just looking at the standings right now, um, Denver and the Clippers both have 35 and 36 losses, respectively. And the max amount of wins they're going to get to, it looks like, is 47. So that was what where I was getting at. Um, okay. Pretty much if you can get 47 wins, I think, between 3 and 8, you're going to begin. P- Portland's already clinched a spot. Uh, I don't believe we can clinch a spot until after... At least until after tomorrow when Denver and Minnesota play, um, which is what our chances and seedings are going to hinge on because those two teams play each other twice in the next week and they're both, you know, within a game of each other. So it's going to really decide which one of those two teams makes it. And I'm going to get all, get into all of this in a little more detail. But since the last time we recorded, the Spurs have gone two and one, hopefully three and one after playing the Lakers here after we record. Unfortunately, you know, after it happened, I didn't really care too much that, about it. After thinking about it, the fifty-win streak is over. Yeah, that came in, that came and went. Eighteen years. I don't know if anybody will ever touch that. It's it big again, man. but we won't know for a while. So it's already such a huge record. It's uh, it's it's okay to say say goodbye. Yeah, and it's still Put pretty. It to rest. You know, I thought last Turn the page year in the yeah. franchise. I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe Hopefully we'll going back to starting a new streak next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we have a good off season. But, you know, I was thinking last year as a, as a Spurs fan, as much as Kawhi was carrying us all of last year, I was thinking, you know, man, without Kawhi, we'd be a lottery team or something. Maybe that was hyperbole. But um, coming into this year, if I thought without Kawhi what we'd be like, you know, we're still a 45-plus Winning team, you know, five games, so be it. 50, 50 wins is pretty arbitrary. Yeah, feels in, good. In the grand scheme, Either way. just a nice round number that people look at. But um, my prediction from, you know, a couple months ago was true whenever we, we started to slip in the standings. I thought, 
we did, we weren't going to win 50 games. I think I still thought we'd be top four and get a home series at least. Um, we're in position to do that right now. Utah. It's possible. Utah, yeah. who is, who's above us right now. And, you know, we win in the next three hours and we're back and forth. So it's going to come down to the next, the next couple games, of course. But the big, big reason why, you know, we've not been playing so well is, or not been getting these playoffs clinched already is that we cannot win on the road for some reason. Um, we've lost six straight games in the road. Apparently that was the longest um, we've lost in the road consecutively since 2012, 2013, which was that first year we went to the finals. And our last win was February 25th at Cleveland. That was a long time ago, it feels like. That was definitely um, a long time ago. More than a month, Yeah, and, and I remember during that game, I was thinking we were going to blow that one too, and we ended up pulling that one out. But well, I mean, what do you think it is? I really don't know. You know, what's I, what's causing us to lose all these games? I don't know if there's if there is a statistical trend. If there is, I haven't researched it too much. But I think a lot of it is just like really undisciplined play. Yeah, on the road. I think especially I last night against the Clippers, the Clippers were in the bonus for like eighty percent of that game because they were we were just fouling and we're we're really good usually. At playing defense aggressively without fouling, but I feel like on the road, I'm not sure what happens. You get a little maybe flustered and, and start making some, you know, bad fouls. And before you know it, you know, free throws become a huge part of the game. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, no lot, lots of fouls. It seemed like Lamarcus was struggling a little bit yeah. and getting frustrated there at the end of the game. Yeah. He was still himself and getting his, but yeah. there are also a lot of opportunities that just didn't fall. Right, and and I think a lot of it is is just coming down to getting complacent on on defense. You know, in in last night's game against Clippers, and last week when we lost to Milwaukee on the road, we had we allowed the Clippers to score forty one in the fourth quarter, and Milwaukee also had forty one in one of the quarters, and that's just unheard of with Spurs allowing forty points in a quarter. I think we only scored twenty eight or something in in the end of the in the end of the game last night. And they ended, we have a really just terrible job of closing out quarters. Like, especially last night, the Clippers ended the first half on a 17-2 to run when we were up 19. Yep. And there you go. We were only up seven at halftime, and that was that's nothing. Um, yeah. And we had a 19-point lead. And like, yeah, and after a huge run like that, like still having a lead that, that shows you how much we were really on top of them for the first right, half. And then, right, right. And even in all the, the way till three minutes left in the fourth, we had a seven-point lead. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it was it was crazy watching that that gap close so fast. Yeah. I mean, the last yeah few minutes left in the game, we had we had five you know comfortable comfortable ish. Yeah. Five to seven point lead at a time. And you know, even at the very end of the last minute, Patty hit a big shot. Yeah. That was just right. follow up by an Austin Rivers even bigger shot. Yeah. And um, then right at the two minute mark. The uh the lead just evaporated and we were yeah. tied, we were tied up right as soon as it it dropped under two and I remember one position particularly we were playing really solid defense and the Clippers it got really late into the shot clock the ball was live in the air and then DeAndre Jordan got it back and there was one second on the shot clock left and Powell fouled him <laughs> and and Pop was so pissed because Man. with one second left you got to just make that guy make a play and chances are. DeAndre Jordan was gonna sh- throw up some weird shot at the basket, um, and and that was when we were up like five. And I remember just seeing it on Pop's face, like he knew that was gonna come back to bite us because DeAndre Jordan's 
not a bad free throw shooter anymore. I think he hit both. Not anymore. Um, he's a 60% shooter now, um, which is a, a huge upgrade. And there's also been some pretty questionable lineups um, that we've we've endured um, on some some of these road games. It depends because on Sunday, you know, against the Rockets, we played a really you know solid rotation. I thought everybody, you know, the ball was moving well. Everybody was getting shots up. And then last night, some of the rotations were really just questionable. Rudy only played 17 minutes. Yeah, that's weird. And he had 13 points in 17 minutes, and he still didn't play more. It just, it just, especially in the fourth quarter. I know, and he's in such a groove right now. I just can't imagine why he wouldn't play. Um, this closing lineup was really, honestly, terrible. And, and Manu, as much as we all love and revere Manu, in in crunch time, he's not the same player that he really used to be. Even a couple years ago, gets a little frantic with the ball, turns it over. Um, Kyle Anderson had some really costly turnovers, so that comes back to just being undisciplined and sloppy. That lineup was rounded out with Danny Green, Patty, and then Lamarcus. Um, and man, Lou Williams was just yeah. Oh my God, he was tearing it up last night too. Yeah, he, could, he just seems like he and, couldn't miss. And Tobias Harris together, yeah, they were, were just killing us. And yeah. Tobias Harris is so big for yeah. the position he plays. Yeah. He's, he's like Rudy. He's more yeah, and he's yeah, he's more on the ball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, for such a big guy, and then Lamarcus had his hands full with Montrell Harrell and yeah, DeAndre Jordan, right. basically both. Boban at times. Yeah, Boban, true. And I think, you know, in those games against the Rockets and the Thunder that we just won at home, which were really close games for the most part, I thought our defensive lineups really, really, really um, capitalized, you know, and turned into offense when we had DeJounte, Danny, Kyle, Rudy, and LaMarcus, you know, really lengthy lineups that we, we know we can play much better than the other team just on the defensive end. I mean... We don't question Pop that much because he knows so much more than any of us. But I mean, sometimes it just seems like a no-brainer, and I think that I, th- I think Pop will will probably experiment some more with those. But you know, I think Rudy, especially, has really been in a groove lately. He really found a stride, um, and I think he's just got to be utilized more. He's kind of like Lamarcus in that sense, where he has to get like a a rhythm going for sure to be accurate. Yeah, I just I hope it's nothing. You know about his physical status because if he's still pretty fresh off that injury, and it was like a what a toe injury. No, it was Achilles. Really? Yeah. Yeah, those are tough. Oh, the in- yeah, yeah. The nags. Right. But so he, I hope he seems I hope pretty... it's nothing like that. He looks he looks really no, good. Yeah, I, don't I just think hope it's they're not like, like restricting that. his minutes because he says he's sore or anything like that. Yeah, I'm sure it's possible. It is possible, um, but he hasn't even been in any of the injury reports or anything. So. Yeah. No, I, but you know. There's right. just no. I can't think There's of some any kind other of reasoning. Yeah, for having keeping a guy like that on the bench and especially like such a experienced veteran. Right. Because those are the kind kinds of guys that we need out there. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just pop late in the game when it's close. You know, pop usually rides with people he knows he can trust in clutch minutes. Um, and I, I guess Manu's more of a trustworthy like than Rudy, but seems like Rudy's that guy. I think or Rudy, one of those guys. I think Rudy's at that point now where he can be trusted. Um, yeah. I think he's shown us enough. Yeah. Um, but looking ahead to some of our future games, um, and some matchups to watch going forward to the end of the season, um, we play the Lakers, um, tonight. Hopefully that, you know, that is a win and the Lakers don't sweep us. Um, I don't know if anybody swept what? us this year. Because we avoided it with Houston and Golden State, yeah. Um, like I, maybe an Eastern team did. Um, 
nothing that can come off the top of my head. But um, and then Saturday um, is going to be a huge game back in San Antonio against Portland. Damian Lillard sprained his ankle, and he's likely not going to play in their matchup with Houston. We'll see if he does play against us or not. Even with some of the you know, the terrible games we played lately, I still like our chances at home. Like I mentioned before, yeah, you know, out I of mean, the we've still only lost eight games at home, right? <laughs> which is amazing considering we've lost thirty three overall. That's that's pretty much what we have to hang our hat on at this point. Yeah, and and at that point, uh, assuming we take care of business. Um, with the Lakers, um, we might be playing for the three seed at that point or close to it, depending on the last two games. Uh, we play Monday back at home versus Sacramento. That should be an easy, you know, win slash rest guys for the second half kind of yeah. game. Hopefully, if, um, if we uh, want it enough. Yeah. And then they'll make a game plan to actually right. <laughs> win that game. And then a game I've been scared about, honestly, since the whole year because of what happened a couple years ago, is a road game at New Orleans. And we're going to be coming to you after after that game ends and after the, all the seating's locked up next week. Yeah, we're going to be a couple days late. We're going to wait for it. <laughs> yeah. Just to get a clean wrap-up of the regular right. season. We're going to play that final game against them. Hopefully it won't mean too much. Basically, in our last four games here, I think if we win two, we'll be okay to make the playoffs. Of course, that's the priority more than whatever seating we might be in. But if, you know, like we mentioned before, we want to be at least between three and six for a chance to win the first round series. But we definitely want to be three or four because we know how terrible we are on the road. Um, and some matchups to watch with some of the, some of the teams going on in the West as well. Utah plays the Clippers and that will be a big game for the, for the Clippers to see if they make the playoffs. And that'll hopefully give us a little bit of a gap. Either way, it will, it will. And then Utah also plays at Golden State, and they play Portland. So Utah has no cakewalk the last few games. So that's, that's going to shake up a lot. OKC lost that game against Golden State last night. That was a close game. It, I was happy. It gave us a little breathing room as well. Golden State looks like they, they got all, almost all their all-stars back. So they look like they're in rhythm a little bit more. Just and in then, time. Yeah, OKC plays Houston on Saturday. And the Rockets aren't really resting. Um, that's a story for another day. I am very passionate about about resting. I think when the when the playoffs are locked up, yeah, especially um, when you've locked up the best count or the best record in the record. NBA. Yeah, um, I don't know when Dan Tony is going to learn his lesson about resting, but um, we got to count on our I ten friends to to win us win the game over OKC on Saturday. And then the big, big matchup that we need to look forward to is Denver-Minnesota playing twice, first tomorrow on Thursday, and then on the last day of the season. And that will likely decide who's going to get in playoffs between that matchup. Denver has won a few games here that have put them in this position to actually play for a spot. Um, they they could have fallen off pretty, pretty hard these last couple games with some of the close games they were playing. Yeah, because they were like... They were about to fall off. Three or four games back for a while on Um, on the eighth seed. Right. And they're in the ninth seed right now. And then, like I mentioned, we'll play the Pelicans in the last game of the season. They'll also play at Golden State and at the Clippers. So it's going to be just a crazy race to the finish. Everybody seems like they're playing each other. I think the NBA tries to do this before the season starts, is making these only conference matchups in the 
at the end of the season. Just in just, case, it's yeah. interesting. And they got it right this year again. They did. Um, and I, it reminds me very, very uh, similarly to that 2015 season where on the last game of the season, we had a chance to either lock up the two seed or the three seed. Yeah. Or drop to six. Drop to six. Um, and Man. it was against New Orleans. That was rough. Who New Orleans was only in the eighth seed. They were going to play Golden State. And... We lost them. Yep. And we dropped from two to six. We did. Um, and then, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Hopefully we can just... Just lock it up just before Just lock them. it up before that. Come just on, lock Spurs. it in. For my general, you know, health and well-being. Just handle those Lakers. Yep. Oh. And the Blazers. And the big game against Dame the Blazers. Play. Even with Dane, we can beat them. Um, at, at home. At home? Yeah. Yeah. We just beat the Rockets. Yeah. With, yeah, with Harden. Yeah. All right, so let's take a look at the NBA graveyard. So this first one isn't really a player we're, we're laying to rest. Dennis Smith Jr., who's going to win a dunk contest down the road here, in a game against the Blazers, who they beat, actually, the, the Mavs are looking like a team that they're like, if they're going to lose a game, they're actually like trying to because they they're pretty good, honestly. The Mavs, we know they beat us. This year, here Didn't and there. Mark, Mark Cuban get called out? Yeah, for, he did. He got fined, too, I think. Yeah, for the whole tanking thing. So, But honestly, his they team is on, pretty good. Yeah, they have to put on the right face. Yeah, um, and Dennis Smith got a steal off C.J. McCollum and then went down the lane and pretty much lobbed it to himself, dribbled it, caught it in the air, and slammed it two hands. I guess you could say the rim is in the graveyard. I don't I, know. Yeah. But that pretty much put an exclamation on that win for Dallas. And then Malik Monk, um, a name I had almost wholeheartedly forgot about on the Hornets, who are in a very weird spot right now. I'm about to hire Mitch Kupchak again. Had a drive baseline and had a double clutch over Feliciano on the Bulls, who, of course, another tanking update. We're going to get to that in a second. But the Hornets are really interesting. I don't know why I want to talk about them for a second right now. but Hey, we got time. They're... They're a team that has talent with Kimba Walker and everything. Absolutely. But, and they're a team that has made the playoffs recently and a team that I feel like ship sh- could have been, had a chance to make the playoffs this year. It's completely underperformed. It seems like it was an organizational thing and they're moving on and they're going to hire Mitch Kupchak, um, the former Lakers GM who, you know, had a lot of controversy with, with their, his falling out with, with the late Jim Buss. But, um, a lot of speculation about Michael Jordan, the owner of the Bulls, you know, just kind of going for his his friends in the in the management positions rather than rather than the best candidate. I don't know how I got here from Malik Monk having a sick dunk, but um, sorry about that. Hey, that's news. Yeah, and um, the little Spanish guy on the Thunder, Alex Abrines, had a drive down the lane over Jordan Bell. And I didn't had no idea that guy could dunk. He's honestly not very big at all. And Jordan Bell, player for the Warriors, a team, a player who's had his own share of disrespectful dunks, finally got yeah. something served to him. You like to see that. And that Dennis Smith dunk was also kind of like a dunk he didn't have to do because they were up by seven or eight. And that was kind of revenge for Jordan Bell earlier in the season when uh, Rick Carlisle got really pissed. The Warriors were up like 30, and Jordan Bell did that. He did that crazy that, dunk. Yeah, that dunk. That Dennis Smith Jr. was definitely revenge. Um, That's cool. And uh, honorable mention, if we had won that game against Clippers, 
there would have been a lot of highlights of DeAndre Jordan, like uh, us doing whatever we wanted to him pretty much. Um, Manu had that nutmeg pick yeah. and roll pass to LaMarcus. Yeah, that was great. That was my honorable mention there. Um, Danny Green had that, that drive dunk. down the lane dunk. Yeah. DeJounte um, had that rebound um, over him as well. Let's get into the up and down. That's an up and down. Spurs ball. So on the come up still, second week in a row, the 76ers have yeah. now won 12 straight. Probably the hottest team in the league right now. Yeah, they are. And the Pistons have officially been eliminated from playoff contention. Oof. Um, not like they had much of a chance, but they've got a lot of questions to answer this summer. Also, they've got Blake Griffin now, but yeah. honestly, they... Kind of got worse after they picks? got. Yeah, they'll be. They'll have a lottery pick. Okay. Um. Um. Even after Embiid went down with that facial contusion or orbital fracture, he had to get a a surgery on, mm-hmm. um, which is a little worrisome for Philly fans. But you know what? They're in a good spot right now. Okay. Yeah. Villanova. Dude, I mean, Embiid could go down as a right Philly now. championship. Embiid uh, could go down right now, and they could still win a championship. They did it with the Eagles, man. Yeah, I know, right? They did it with Ben the Simmons. They did so it with good. the Eagles. Everyone thought when Ben, uh, when Embiid went down, the, the Sixers would fall off, but Ben Simmons just put the whole team on his back. Um, he became the second player ever to record 1,200 points, 600 assists, 600 rebounds in rookie season, only behind the big O, Oscar Robertson. Man. Who, you know, pretty much set every triple double record there is. That's a heck of a season um, right there. Yeah. Young fella. I know, and then uh, people are gonna. De- I think he's used this opportunity without Embiid to really bolster his Rookie of the Year campaign. Um, oh yeah, he's gotta I, have it. He's gotta have it at this point. You, you think he's? You think well, that, that's your vote. Well, I think I think he'd be also, my vote because just seeing how good not, the Sixers I mean, have turned out, he would be my vote. But there's there's also a lot of other deserving guys in the league yeah. for sure. But he's uh, I don't know. He's kind of setting himself apart. Yeah, I always get a little irked at the. At the Philly players because they always redshirt, you know. Yeah. It's like it's always an advantage when you've spent a whole year basically working out with the team and traveling with the team. You're basically already instilled in this in the system and the process, as they would say. And like rookies like Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, yeah. who are who who was at Louisville last year, not in the NBA, um, has been just as good on a team, a playoff team. He's the best player on the on that team. And, you know, Rookie of the Year, it's a great debate. In the end, it doesn't really matter. We don't really remember the Rookie of the Year too much. But I think Ben Simmons will get it. I think yeah. it's going to be really close. But I think he's making a really late run right now because they've won, I think, five since Embiid went down. Granted, they're not playing the best teams, but um, he's really been filling up the stat sheet. Um, also on the come up are mid range shots. Um, our own Lamarcus uh, Aldridge, the bread and butter. Yeah, he leads the NBA with 517 mid range attempts, which, um, by the way, is only eight less than the entire Houston Rockets of this year. Well, don't they don't take a whole lot? They don't take a whole lot. But that is an impressive. That is impressive stat. for a whole That's team. That's pretty cool. Anyway, with um, the 517 attempts he's had, 76 have been from the center um, of the court, 93 have been from the right block, oh, and 348 wow. have been from the left. Yeah, that makes that makes sense, though. So That can, turn right over the right shoulder. I mean, it's so predictable, but it's so hard to stop. You really yeah, can't when, stop it. Yeah, when you're seven feet tall, like 
No one can block that. And they were talking about on the broadcast. You're moving away. Last night, God forbid, players only. They were talking about how it's such a hard shot to defend when yeah. you're seven feet also. And also because it's not usually a high reward shot because it's so difficult to hit. And yeah. you're, and you're not going to get fouled ever. To be consistent. On uh, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, Lamarcus, it's a great shot for him, but not everybody could make that shot consistently. And man, Lamarcus, it just, it, it bugs me. And we didn't even mention the name Kawhi Leonard once during this whole episode. And that's just because, you know, we love Kawhi. We hope he comes back strong. It's just that this team has been has been great without him. Yeah, um, they've been grinding all and season. And they deserve man. the recognition for what they've done. And the media just will only, and I guess rightfully so, for what the media is today. Um, they yeah. want to talk about the superstars, of course. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's an all-star <clears throat> yeah. starter. Yeah, he's an all-pro player. Yeah. Um, you know, Supermax eligible guy. Um, but you know, this team deserves recognition and Lamarcus isn't all, he's a superstar also. And for him to have his best season, pretty much, you know, at age 32, I mean, it just yeah. goes without saying best season in the silver and black. Yeah, no doubt. And it's comparable to his best season in Portland. Yeah, um, for sure. but you know, he's just been, he's just been a rock. Now without him, my prediction of us being a lottery team would be accurate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we'd be, we'd he's be really a, stepped up and, a lottery team. And I'm grateful with all this talk about Kawhi, whatever, on the trading block or whatever. I'm happy we signed LaMarcus to the extension then, if that's yeah, the way it's going to go. For sure. Um, because that was very smart of Pop. Maybe Pop knew the writing was on the wall already. I don't know. What, with Kawhi? I don't know. He's don't not know. leaving, dude. No, I know he's not. No, I'm not going there. He's I'm not just leaving. saying. Before the season, for Pop to sit yeah. down with the Marcus, you know, have the talk, and then go ahead and re-sign him before the season even started, that's just, it's amazing yeah. um, no, he saw, foresight there. Right. He just saw so early yeah. how important LaMarcus was. that yeah. guy is yeah. to this team. He's, like, just a, a massive And piece. down the line, with the way the NBA cap is going, I know it's stable, stabilized a little bit, but um, it's a good deal for LaMarcus also. So on the decline um, is our amount of Boban praise. Unfortunately, I have to cut down hey on man, that. I thought he, um, I thought he played really hard. <laughs> he did. Uh, he looked I'm not really, saying that. He looked really good. It was honestly ma- making me pretty frustrated. Yeah, uh, he looked good. Um, he actually didn't even have a single field goal attempt. He just looked big because we just he he makes Powell look so small. He makes everybody look small. <laughs> it's crazy because I guess I hadn't seen extensive. Dude, Bob he on makes, time in a while. He makes DeAndre um, Jordan look kind of yeah, small. Yeah, he does. Yeah, one of the um one of the broadcasters was saying that when they saw they saw them on the court standing next to each other, he thought DeAndre Jordan was a guard. Yeah. <laughs> but pretty much Powell uh, what could was just like he might as well have jumped on his back. I mean, there was nothing he could have done <laughs> yeah, except foul him. Um Lamarcus did his did his best, but he didn't want to rack up fouls. He's too important for that. Um but Boban had eight points on zero field goal attempts, the first ever to do that. Wow. <laughs> the most points it ever is... on zero field goal attempts. Wow. Um, he's breaking all kinds of weird records. Yeah, he's eight for ten. Like I'm he's an eighty two percent free throw shooter, so right at his average. Um and man, I wish we could have kept him now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh dude, I miss I'm I glad miss he's him getting the check though. I'm glad he's getting it from from someone else. None of the yeah, for sure. But none of those like 
I haven't liked anybody as as a a bench big. Yeah, as much no since Bobo. I like him. Yeah. I mean, um, David Lee was pretty good. David Lee yeah. and Dwayne Deadman. Dwayne Deadman was was awesome. Yeah. It was a bummer to see him go. Yeah, but yeah, Boban was just a he's just near and dear to. I mean, every we Spurs gave him the heart, chance. He, he he was a rookie on one of the Spurs on the '67 win team. Um, and he learned a great deal about everything, of course, that season. Um, from that was Timmy's last year. He learned a lot from Timmy. Um, yeah, it's a heck of a team to may, get introduced know. Maybe to the he'll NBA. come back, Boban. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a fan favorite anywhere he goes. Now. He's right. He's, he's man. We're praising him right now. Making, we're talking about how we're cutting get, down on it. How <laughs> he just gets in your head. That's right. <laughs> not, we're not playing them again. Hopefully, <laughs> so yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so, he's making his way around the league. Maybe he'll he'll find his way back. Yeah, hopefully. So also on the on the decline, um, popcorn. So notable popcorn aficionado, mm. Steph Curry. It's important. Um, he you've seen him eat popcorn in a lot of different arenas. Um, don't know what that's about, but he was on uh he was on ESPN's uh, new show uh, called Get Up, and they were interviewing him, and they asked him, you know, which arena has the best popcorn or the worst popcorn. And he said Philadelphia's Wells Fargo Center had the worst popcorn. Oh, well, no surprise there. Um, and that Miami um, American Airlines arena had the best. So not sure what that says about those cities. But Interesting. Got to check it out. It's good to know. Um, all right, so let's get into our um, tanking update. There was, a, there was a double tank game going on tonight, as, as they're more commonly known now. Um, oh, we're going to watch that for sure. Orlando won the game, so that means they lost the tank in war. the tank fight. The, um, yeah. So just looking at the at the tanking teams uh, in the East, um, Chicago and the Knicks are both tied at 27 and 51. Um, so pretty much the team that has the least wins, of course, is going to be the team that gets the most lottery balls. Um now Chicago and Brooklyn have a double tank, two double tank games coming up, so that's going to decide who's who's going to drop in the East. Um, Brooklyn, who doesn't even have a pick because Cleveland has that pick, <laughs> they're just bad. Brooklyn, um, they're sitting at twenty five and fifty three. Um, they have We're no Brooklyn. reason to lose right now, and they're still playing hard, I guess, but losing games. Orlando sitting in the fourteenth spot. Um, with their win over Dallas, now they're at twenty four and fifty four, um, so they're gonna um, have a little, a few uh, more lottery balls or less lottery balls than um, the last place Atlanta Hawks, um, who lost tonight to the Miami Heat really bad. Um, so they're sitting at twenty two and fifty seven. They look like they're gonna they're gonna run away with the they're most lottery, lottery balls pick. here. Oh, except I didn't look at the West yet, and it looks like the Phoenix Suns oh, are in contention for the, the most Suns. lottery balls. Um, they got a double tank game left with Dallas, um, so they, if they can manage to lose that one, they'll be in prime <laughs> position with 60 no, losses. They're not trying to lose. They're just <laughs> trying not, not to, to win. win. Right? Yeah, they had the best loss possible against Houston the other night. They fought hard. They were leading against Houston most fight of the really game. Fight really hard. Give up. They were game. up by 17 at halftime, Phoenix, over Houston. Um, because Houston wasn't even trying. And then it got close at the end. Harden hit some shots, tied the game up. Um, and then the Suns were up two with one play left for uh, the Rockets. And, you know, a team, Houston had to decide whether they were going to try to go for the two or the three, right? And, of course, it's Oh, I Houston. wonder what they did. 
So they're going to go for the win. Um, Gerald Green drills a three-pointer at the buzzer. Phoenix loses. But I think it was a great outcome for both teams then because they they lost a very close game that they were seemingly trying to win. Um, But they were not. Right above them um, is Memphis. They look like they're going to be on the outside looking in. They are getting drilled by New Orleans right now. Still fighting hard. Still just... (laughs) Yeah, I feel bad for Marcus All, like I've said before. It's weird for it to see him on a losing team. And last but not least, one of our um right one of our foes coming up here, um, the Sacramento Kings. They're uh sitting with twenty five wins. They have another double tank game with Memphis coming oh, up. So a lot we of really double tank games them. here. We gotta yeah. we gotta take the low hanging fruit yeah, in this, we got, in this uh, Yeah, we gotta beat them. Final stretch. That's that's a that's a need to win game. Yeah. I, I think at least we have that. We've been playing. Yeah, yeah. We've been I'm playing glad only, we have that on the schedule. But teams we have to make it a priority. Yeah. Except the Clippers. That game's gonna bother me for a while. Yep. Losing to the Clippers always leaves Ugh. your your stomach a little churny. Uh, like, I guess it's quiz time. So, Roger, despite being heavily distracted by NBA content right now, yeah, is, I'm here currently building a very very amazing streak here what what i believe will be the cornerstone of of a of a riveting comeback to to tell your grandchildren about he won in the tiebreaker last week which is huge for roger actually that's unheard of i want to say a franchise first <laughs> among among them it might be yeah. in, in the, this the short season, answer format it it's definitely a franchise first so of course our opponent on saturday is a very important game against the portland trailblazers but uh, we're going to do a, a Trailblazers themed quiz, of course, to to go with that. Roger being the All victor, right. the 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 rare occurrence of Roger being the victor will mean that Nate takes his first crack at the quiz board. Your category sounds good to me. Don't Nate. call me Victor. Okay, that's not my name. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Nathan, your categories are Blaze of Glory, Sportsland, The Iron Giant, and Vital Oregonians. Um, that last one's bad. I'm sorry. What's okay. what's the pun there? Like vital, oh, vital organs. Okay. <laughs> Could you say the first two again? Blaze of Glory and Sportsland. Um, I'll do Sportsland. Despite entering the league as a humble expansion team in 1970, the Portland Trailblazers enjoy a considerable following in the Pacific Northwest. From 1977 through 1995, the Blazers sold out 814 consecutive home games, a streak which has only since been surpassed by this American sports team. A. Any sports team? Wow. Yeah. Wow. A, the New York Yankees, B, the New York Knicks, C, the Boston Red Sox, or D, the New England Patriots? Man, it's tough because we're going cross-sport. Yeah, so 860-plus s- yeah. games? Yeah. It's got to be baseball then. The, the Patriots, it's not enough. The time doesn't work that way. There's not enough games. Not, the not enough years. No, that's, um, that's good. Good, good thinking there. The Knicks... The Knicks, the Yankees, and the Red, the Red Sox. Sox. Um, no, those Red Sox fans are crazy. I'm gonna go with the Red Sox. That is correct. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yankees, you know, New Yorkers are fickle. Yeah. They are, and they've their had some very too. weird yeah, seasons too. Games. They've had, had the a Mets. few very weird seasons. Let's go Mets. The Big East. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you? What do you guys? What do you guys? Uh, high school, college, what? <laughs> You hey, the Big East won the championship, Illinois. Oh. <laughs> Always, dude. Hey, Always. hey. So, anyway, <clears throat> Roger, our, our returning champion, hoping to uh, 
close things out in regulation, we'll need a vital first question here. Your categories are Blaze of Glory, The Iron Giant, and Vital Oregonians. Uh, how about The Iron Giant? Trailblazers legend Arvidas Sabonis is often considered one of the best European players of all time, and certainly among the best passing big men to ever play the game. Sabonis was the tallest player to ever be inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame at a staggering 7 feet 3 inches. This record was later broken with the induction of this 7-4 center. A. Ralph Sampson. B. Yao Ming. C. Sean Bradley. Or D. Shaquille O'Neal. Roger, you're a tall guy yourself. I'm sure you keep <laughs> stock of everyone's relative heights. I'm not that tall. That's Sorry, like, is answering this question correctly a tall order? <laughs> that's like a full, another full foot taller than me, almost. Um, Do you need to hear them again? Yeah, the first and the third one. A, Ralph Sampson, Ralph B, Sampson. Yao Ming, C, Sean Bradley, Sean or D, Bradley. Shaquille O'Neal. Um, I mean, I'm just going to say Yao there because I, I know that's kind of how tall he is. Unfortunately, Roger has come up short on this one. Mm. That is incorrect. Yao Ming was almost inducted recently, He's like seven, five. but he actually refused induction and said that when uh, when they want when he wanted to be inducted, he would go to the, the committee. So very humble dude, Yao. But the correct answer was Ralph Sampson. Didn't hear that. He is seven four. Ralph Sampson. Mm-hmm. Sean Bradley never made it into the Hall of Fame. Okay, but he's incredibly tall. He's like seven eight. Wow. I know. Yeah, crazy tall. And Shaq is shorter. Yeah, Shaq's like seven one. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Everyone knows that. Anyway, so Nate, oh man, uh, the possibility to mathematically eliminate Roger here before we even go to his trademark tiebreaker, tiebreaker, you know, one-two punch there. Your categories. This is an important choice here, Nathan. Blaze of Glory or Vital Oregonians? Um, let's do Blaze of Glory. The Portland Trailblazers hold the distinction of making the playoffs for 21 consecutive seasons from 1983 to 2003. This is the second longest streak of any NBA franchise, with the longest streak belonging to this team, who made 22 postseason appearances from 1950 to 1971. A. The Philadelphia 76ers, at the time the Syracuse Nationals. B. The Utah Jazz. C. The Boston Celtics. Or D. The Los Angeles Lakers, at the time the Minneapolis Lakers. So from 1950 to 71? Yes. 22. To the um, Blazers, 21. I think it's got to be the Celtics. That is incorrect, Nate. Oh, the 76ers actually it dominated. It was the Sixers? Yeah, they dominated. Damn. Who knew? They were the I Syracuse all Nationals. The, with all the Bill Russell years, it the was the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Roger, still in the fight here, Damn. but we'll need both the correct answer here and possibly a tiebreaker win again to stay oh. in the running for the quiz bowl super bowl <sighs> can he do it the fans wait with with bated breath your question is vital oregonians the portland trailblazers have had three coaches inducted into the naismith memorial hall of fame all of the following coaches are among those three except <clears throat> what a maurice cheeks b lenny wilkins c chuck daly or d jack ramsey all of them except. One of them was not. Either he was not inducted or he was not a Portland Trailblazers coach. Oh, great. I just well, want to make sure you understand the question clearly, Roger. Mm-hmm. What was the second one? Lenny Wilkins. I'm going to say Mo Cheeks. 
That is incorrect, Roger. Oh. I'm afraid that unless the Spurs make a very long run. Those are hard questions, man. The, uh, the, I guess, the Great Hills fighting Rogers will spend yet another season rebuilding. Um, but you've accumulated some solid draft stock. You know, it's just, uh, <laughs> maybe another franchise relocation will do it for you. What was the right answer on question? That would be Chuck Daly. Okay. Chuck Daly was never a Blazers coach, but he was among the top 10 greatest NBA coaches of all time. Okay. Um, Roger, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that perhaps your hopes are dashed. You never know. I think we will keep doing quizzes. I'm not going to stop trying. That We will at least keep, keep doing quizzes as long as the Spurs are in. But uh, mayhap on the last episode, we will do a celebration of, of Nathan's greatest quiz victories, <laughs> including his many perfect tiebreaker answers, which are, oh man, countless, I, would, I should say. Maybe that should be a short answer question. Hey, but my one, my one tiebreaker, or my, my one short answer will be in there, you know. It'll be mixed in there. I don't think you get to make decisions as a, as a number two guy. I don't know about that. It'll be mixed in there. I'll talk to the producer. He's my friend. <laughs> Oh, this is a very tense ending to an episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but uh, we are currently watching the end of a, of a relatively relatively close Raptors Celtics. No, no, no. a complete blowout is what I mean. I said relative, <laughs> yeah. relative to uh, something correct, I guess. <laughs> uh, but we're also going to watch the Spurs play those Lakers, those pesky Lakers, pretty soon. So we got to get to that. But yeah. thank you for sticking Another with us late game through this uh, this hectic hectic time as as, as seeds shuffle. And uh, teams fall into place. We're going to do a late night recording next week so we can give you takes on what the playoff field will look like. So look forward to that. We're going to be talking about who's going to be running the table and who's going to be a clon for scraps. So thanks for listening, guys. Season three of Take It or Leave It is a proud production of the Chandy Global Podcast Network. Hosted by Nathan Fernandez and Roger Craycroft. Produced by Chandler Holloway. Featuring baseball correspondent Ross Newman and visual assets by Asha Cassetti. The music was produced by The Strokes, Los Campesinos, Alan Toussaint, Setsuo Yamamoto, and the Brothers Chaps. You can follow us on SoundCloud for new updates on episodes coming out every Friday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Our SoundCloud page is soundcloud.com forward slash chandyglobal. That's soundcloud.com forward slash C-H-A-N-D-Y global. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash take it or leave it 512, all one word. It's a great way to interact with the show's hosts and stay up to date with new news on the podcast. Also give us a follow on our Twitter account. Our Twitter handle is at Tioli512. That's at T-I-O-L-I-512. And of course, you can always follow our host, Nathan Fernandez. His Twitter handle is at NathanPF1. Great guy. Plenty of great tweets. I'd give him a follow. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week.